All right. The polling numbers suggest that no one really wants to vote for Kathleen Wynne. And so on Saturday, she acknowledged that she's no longer going to be premier after Thursday on uh, June 7th. She says, you know, I'm not going to win. But for the love of God, don't allow a Ford majority or an NDP majority. And those are the ways she she puts it. You know, she doesn't say the PC. She talks about Ford. Uh, instead of saying, you know, he, he he's leader of a party, it's the progressive conservative party. So it's interesting that she would leave that out. But I guess she knows she's a clever woman. She knows that there are people that do not like Doug Ford and are not happy that he's leading that party. And I think uh, it, it's interesting. I wondered if this was another strategy of wins to somehow, you know, in any way she could hang on to this um this position that she's got and not just her own seat but to you know for for voting for a liberal so that they actually become the protest vote because that's what she's asking for now and in that way you know maybe she could sneakily still remain in power hey steve welcome to the show hi kelly so what are your thoughts on this i think she's sunk to a new low of deception i i just think that uh she is so desperate to hang on to power that she's hoping that she can sway people not on her track record, but on their fear of the other parties. I think it's just so wrong. Yeah, the whole uh, you don't let a majority happen because, you know, here's the fear of a majority. Yeah, we kind of know what the majority, you know, the, the fear is. We're aware of it because you guys have had a majority government for how long now? Yeah, and, and then on top of that, you know, I, I give kudos to that reporter that called her out on her hypocrisy for some of the things that she's calling the other parties out for. Uh, you know, she had 15 years to do so many things, and all she did is waste a lot of money and, you know, put this province in a really bad situation. Yeah, it's, I, I don't want to uh, say that I agree with where she is with uh, the back-to-work legislation, but, you know, she certainly did call out the NDP, and she's leaning on that hard, saying that they would not lean on... Uh, uh, back-to-work legislation with regards to the York University strike. But, uh, you know, she had a lot of time. She let that strike drag out. It has been going on for a while. She had a lot of time to do that herself, so it's interesting and kind of rich. It's sort of like a, a pot calling the kettle black situation. Absolutely. Appreciate the call. Hey, Ken, welcome to the show. Hello. Hi, Callie. So what are your thoughts uh, on what Wynn's doing here? Uh, similar to the last fellow that just uh, talked about um, she's devious and she does have an agenda and there's no way she would have done what she did that day without it on Saturday, without it being very calculated. And to me, what she's honestly hoping for now is that we will have a minority government either on one side or the other side and that she'll still hold the balance of power. And then that way they can still control what it is that they want to try to be able to do. So that none of this is without some sort of thinking in behind it. It's not a give-up strategy. If we look a little deeper, there is something definitely behind what she's saying. The other thing I found rather curious, too, is where that reporter challenged her, is that, you know, we do have low unemployment rate, but a recent article in The Globe, which I found um, very interesting, was that if you look at where all the employment has grown, it's grown in the GTA and in Ottawa, 80% of all the employment growth in Ontario the last number of years has come in the GTA or a little bit in Ottawa. The only other city that's done that to some extent has been Sudbury. Hmm. That's it. So you cannot claim 
that, yeah, we have the lowest unemployment rate. Yeah, that's a great blanket statement. But go have a look at a lot of southwestern Ontario. Go have a look at northern Ontario. The other thing that's rather interesting about all this now, too, is I know in Algoma Steel, the head of the uh, local 2251, they're actually endorsing the PCs now. Because what they're tapping into is what Ford is tapping into, and that is a lot of people are feeling very left behind in all this economic growth. I mean, it's it, I, it's very hard yeah. if you're in your 50s to be laid off now and try to find a job. Yeah, I hear you. I really appreciate your call, Ken. Very thoughtful. Hey, uh, Adam, welcome to the show. Hi. I think what this shows is how much he hates Henry Horvath, and I think it's personal. Because this this is basically... Do you think this has to do with the fact that uh, the NDP, Andrea Horvath, has said today that, you know, no, we're not going to form a coalition government? No, no, I think this was before. Mm. I think this has been on a long time. They took every one of their policies. Yep, and, she certainly has. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I think she hates her the way you hate Justin Trudeau. I mean, I don't hate Justin Trudeau. Have you ever said anything nice about him? Yeah, actually, Chris, what was that? Do we, can we do we have the tape to roll back on? Chris is on a call. I actually have said something nice about him once. Do you remember what it was, Rob? It wasn't about his hair or his socks. But there was something that I thought... smile, he, maybe? No, I don't think it was No, about, it was a policy uh, thing. And it I was a policy there thing. Are, there have been things. There have been things. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I don't love Justin Trudeau. I don't, you know, when you leave uh, the country, and, you know, I did spend about two weeks in Italy just recently, it is interesting to watch how the rest of the world perceives Canada with Justin Trudeau. So I think he is doing well with regard to, um, you know, globally how people uh, look at, at Canada. But I'm not a big fan, but I don't hate him. That's putting it mildly. Okay, anyway, <laughs> you're not a fan the way I think... Kathleen Wynne is not a fan of Andrea Horvath, and I think it has nothing to do at all with calculation or anything else. I think this is, you know, as my mother used to say, never underestimate the power of hatred. So... Well, I appreciate the call, and you know, whenever you can bring in, uh, you know, my mother used to say, it's usually a wise wise thing that mom used to say. It certainly is. Hey, Nathan, welcome to the show. Hey, my mother still says a lot of wise things. Okay. Not used to. Uh, I agree with most of your callers. And I just wanted to, to say, I, I mean, it doesn't seem like the captain is going down with the ship. Uh, I think she's she she threw out a distress call and said basically abandon ship to her, to her constituents. Uh, not her constituents, excuse me, to her candidates. But I think more than anything, she's absolutely terrified of Rob Ford getting into power and there's only one reason based on the Liberals' performance. I mean, the best indicator of future performance is past performance or past behavior. I think she's terrified of the books being opened up by a third-party auditor. I, I think she's absolutely terrified of that. Yeah, well, you know, uh, she has argued that they're doing different accounting. It was an accounting uh, procedure, isn't that what it's called? Or accounting treatment that they, uh, they, uh, the Auditor General doesn't understand their accounting treatment. It's different. You know, one treatment's different from another treatment that's different from another treatment. I'm going to uh, let John wrap it up. John and Good the Bridge, welcome. Hi, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Welcome to the show. Thank you. You know what? I think she didn't go far enough with this. Uh, I think she should have uh, uh, removed herself as a candidate for her riding, and uh, I don't know what the technicalities are on that. Uh, anything, uh, a vote on uh, her name still appears on the ballot, if she removed herself, would be considered a spoiled ballot uh, for... Uh, uh, Don Valley West. 
But how would you feel, John, if you had been a liberal voter, you had already, you know, exercised your your right to vote and voted early and you voted for Kathleen Wynne and then she dropped out before the race? You know what? Uh, Well, how are these people feeling now who haven't voted and all of a sudden feel that, you know, if they're card-carrying liberals or they're historically always voted liberal as their default, how are they feeling now? Because she's pretty much thrown her entire party under the bus. Her candidates have I mean, how do their candidates bounce back from this, uh, you know, in, in their other writings? Mm-hmm. You know what? She just really proved to uh, to me. Uh, remember we, before I left, it was like uh, I think a week before I left, we had on that candidate from Markham. Mm-hmm. And she left the liberal name completely off her um her party uh, signage, signage and, and she was like, oh, yeah, well, we'll do we'll roll that out in the next campaign. I mean, she basically endorsed everybody doing that. Yeah. And, and I think that ultimately what a lot of this has come down to is Kathleen Wynne's hubris. She believed that she was able to get low approval numbers and turn it into a majority government in the past. She thought she could do it again. And the rest of the party obviously supported her on that because they let her lead them into an election. Now look where they are. Now look where they are. We'll find out exactly where they are after the votes are counted, right? Like Thursday, I can't believe the election that we've been talking about for months. It's almost here.